0: Hey, there's Matt from the Mount Faust Mashup. A little bonus episode today. We have a guest on the episode, um, an educator who's also a business owner with a business background. And I figured this would be a good guest, a good conversation to share with you. A lot of principals and even curriculum and instructional leaders talk with me about the next steps in education. What are their next steps in their career? Educational programs typically just talk about the classroom to office to district-level career ladder, but there's so many other opportunities out there, and we touch on that in this conversation. I really hope you enjoy it, and I want to welcome today's guest, Vernon Wright. Maybe we should share a little bit uh, of your start in the the business sphere and maybe uh, some lessons maybe you learned by starting up uh, as as an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, as I've shared on uh, other podcasts before, um, my master's degree is in leadership, um, obviously with an educational uh, focus, but uh, it is in leadership. My bachelor's degree, though, is in business administration, uh, specifically economics and finance. So, uh, a part of me has always been hardwired uh, around business and many things that are business. So, Uh, Really, uh, all of this as this has developed, and even as it is playing out now this second, uh, has provided me a lot of unique opportunities to really go ahead and speak to both worlds. And uh, really, in in a very uh, oversimplified way, that's really kind of been the focus and is and remains to be one of the foci, I guess I should say, uh, being plural of focus, um, of one of the things that I'm doing. Yeah.
0: So uh, what is the spark? what is the the, the one thing that really uh, you feel helps you resonate with the education sphere?
1: yeah, so for folks really uh and, and uh, this is a recurring theme, and it's a great question because i I have been asked this on uh, a few different podcasts or recently, and it's really the same and that's um, connect impact scale and so whenever folks get into um, the business of starting a business right um, I think sometimes um, in it, obviously, you know, has merit. Um, We pay attention and and to and we think about the particulars of business, you know, what products or services and what's the structure and other things like that. I think that one of the things that maybe is glossed over or maybe is looked at briefly, but maybe not paid as much attention to as it could be and should be, is really the intent. And so, what what are we trying to do? or in other words, in those three words, who are we trying to or with whom are we trying to connect and, and with whom are we trying to have an impact? And, you know, once we're able to do the first two things, you know, what does scale look like? And so, uh, you know, what I would encourage uh, leaders out there to do if they're thinking about, you know, uh, doing that is to really sit down and have those moments of introspection. You know, and I'm sure many of them uh, that are watching this or listening to it or that will listen to it, you uh, have already had that, but uh, having a really firm grasp of that is absolutely necessary before uh, you know you get into the specifics of what "quote unquote" a business is.
0: So, instructional coaches, curriculum directors, and principals who talk with me are like, "I'd love to get into consulting. I'd love to try something else." Um, they just don't want to go straight up the district ladder, you know. Right? Uh, would that Would that be the starting point? Thinking about well, who are you going to serve?
1: Yeah, I really think that's, that's a good place, right? Uh, is that the first place I would start? I, I wouldn't necessarily say that would be. I think really in, in those moments of introspection that we just talked about a few minutes ago, it's, it's really thinking about um, what is the body of their work, right? So thinking about each individual, thinking about the body of their work uh, in a very cumulative and summative fashion and thinking about that, thinking about that over time and, and really reflecting on you know, some guiding questions, right? Uh, what did they intend to do when they set out on their career path? What have they accomplished? Uh, who are the individuals that they have impacted? What have those specific impacts been? Right. Because when you review the body of work and, and, and again, I don't necessarily know with an education that collectively, right. I know that there are some individuals that are doing this, but collectively that we've really taken the time to sit down and say, Hey, have we really thought about this? Have we really done this? Right.
0: Really good. It sounds like you're saying, or when I when I hear that, I'm I'm hearing. Think about the strengths you have based on your experiences, and then how can you share that?
1: Yeah, but I think you know what what happens is, as we speak to um, you know these things, I, I think sometimes uh, collectively, right? Because individually, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there there are there are some uh, individuals who maybe are not doing this, right? But I think collectively. Uh, when we speak to these things, we we use kind of these cliches and these terms that I don't necessarily know that that they prompt us to think on as deep of a level as we should. So mm. even in that sense, when you say strengths, right? You know, people will say, "Okay, well, think about your strengths and think about your weaknesses." Uh, and that's what I would go ahead and categorize as a very cursory uh, level of thinking, right? A very mm-hmm. cursory level of reflection, and it's not that it's bad; it's not, but Um, you know, I compare and contrast that with, um, you know, the questions of, for instance, uh, in contrast, um, uh, who are the individuals in the past that you've had the greatest impact on and and what has that impact looked like? Uh, You know, questions like that, but typically those are not questions that, you know, we really talk about a lot within educational leadership.
0: That's good. So that is really it sounds like good advice and a good reflection point for principals to start with. And um, let's talk a little bit about uh, where you're serving right now, uh, the zero apology zone. And uh, I know that uh, some folks have come across your videos just online here and there. And uh, what can, let's use, I'm going to use that. I'm going to try to think about that as a model for uh, someone who wants to start. What are you finding in the the realm of video to be uh, the value that it brings to schools and school leaders? And how how can that be like a starting point?
1: Right. And so uh, I was having a discussion with um, someone a few days ago, right? Um, Someone that um, is in my mastermind group and and some folks may be familiar with what a mastermind is. They may not be, but you know, if they're not, that's something they can look up and, and look at. Because that is something that is not talked about in education. Um, but I was having a discussion with someone in my mastermind group, and we were talking about the different methods or modalities that people get information through, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are books, uh, you know, there are audio books. Uh, there's video. You know, there are all these different ways that people can get the information. And so uh, one of the things that video does is obviously because video is one of those modalities, right? So it gives people a unique. Uh, way to go ahead and get the information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, before a person takes action, they need to have the right information, right? And so, uh, what video does is it it allows individuals to see the person or people and obviously hear them as well. So there are multiple senses that are working, right? Now, is that the only way? Uh, absolutely not. You know, there are a lot of people that listen to podcasts that that are audio only, and uh, they've made tremendous. Uh, progress in their professional and personal lives by uh, utilizing that medium. So, you know, video does have that uh, unique capability or perspective about it. Some people would say that it's, uh, for some, a higher level of engagement. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that that's something that, uh, you know, everybody should consider.
0: Has it uh, brought new connections to you and for your business? So,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that, that I do is um, I, I use a combined approach. And so what what I say to folks is it's not necessarily one thing. It's all the things together. And so, you know, when when you and I started talking, um, you know, a little while ago about this, you know, one of the things you asked me about uh, is you asked me a guided question, right? A guiding question. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told you uh, that the word or my answer or response to that was the word synergy, right? And so synergy really is, for me, in terms of a working definition, not the the Merriam-Webster's definition, right? It's really multiple things coming together to achieve the same goal or the same desired outcome, but when they come together, there's a multiplier effect, right? And so you can take individual means or ways of connecting with people uh, and each will have their own merit, right? But when they're put together and they come together – in a very deliberate way that really leverages each of the strengths that they have to again, reach people. Um, there's a synergistic effect that happens. So for me, you know, um, I try to be mindful of all of the different ways, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a video like this, um, whether it's something in print or, or a blog or something I've written or, or what have you. Uh, because obviously just like in education, uh, no teacher would say uh, one way of instruction is the only way to do it, right? There'd be mm-hmm. Great master teachers, right? Whether it's it's a uh, small students, little kids, or whether it's you know we're talking about students that are getting ready to go to college, they're they're utilizing multiple modalities. So that's another thing too for folks to think about, which is you know are are they used to just one modality or are they used to multiple modalities? And you are starting to see that more. You know, people that traditionally are authors. Mm-hmm. are uh, getting more so into podcasts. People that are into podcasts maybe are getting more so into looking at authoring books.
0: So I, uh, I brought the video up because it's really a, a tactical question, isn't it? It's like a rubber meets the road. This is something that Vernon Wright is doing. Uh, and that's the exact opposite of the first question. What was kind of like in general, how do you get started? And then, mm-hmm. you know, what are some principles
1: to get started with. So yeah, really the thing on that is, you know, there's, and this goes more into the technical side of the business. And I know that, that, uh, you know, we got some time constraints today and I say namely that I do, right. I have some time constraints and maybe it's something we can talk about another time, but I will say this, that gets into the specifics of really what would be the business part of it. So, uh, for some people, uh, people that have a business background, they understand the term barriers to entry. Okay. And so when you get into that term, barriers to entry, for some people that, that believe that, you know, this is the path that they want to walk down or go down, um, let's say, for instance, that uh, one of the methods that they're looking at uh, utilizing is video. But let's say that they're a person that's never been on video. They've never done video. Video is a very foreign thing. That's not part of their professional experience, right? Okay. So that's a barrier to entry. So, if that's a barrier to entry, uh, the people that are working with that person to go ahead and, and, and really develop their concept and start to implement their concept and live that out. And by the way, you know, if people are doing this, uh, you know, I always advise uh, folks that I coach um, my clients to always have individuals around them giving them guidance mm-hmm. and consultation that are experienced, right? Uh, this is not... A playground for theory. This is experience, right? You want to have folks around you that are, are experienced. But if that's a barrier of entry, video is, then that can become more of what would be like a two-stage process. So maybe they're a person that is very comfortable with writing. Well, you write, and then you follow up with a video piece, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and this is so good. The writing allows them uh, easier access to getting in front of people and reaching people. And so that's less of a barrier, right? Because here's the thing, um, you can have a great plan, you can have great ideas, but if there are barriers to entry that you've really not thought about, um, that plan really um, risks not coming to fruition.
0: Well, thank you, Vernon. I know this is – we squeezed it in, and it was good. I enjoy talking with you. I always enjoy your energy. Uh, I do follow you on Instagram, so I enjoy
1: scoping out some of those t-shirts and things like that. I'd love it. Well, I love it. thank you so much, man. It is my absolute privilege and honor and pleasure uh, to connect with all of you out there today. Uh, let me go ahead and say this as we close out our coming together, right? Whether we're here in the United States, whether we're here internationally uh, and all points in between, right? Because I know that you have an international reach out there uh, with your audience Uh, Whether you're listening to this in the morning, at the noontime, or at night, or in the middle of the night, right? It's no accident and it's no coincidence. It's no accident and it's no coincidence, folks. So, my question to you is this What are you going to do with the information?